on the show. You win the game. Don't put on the show. Freaking win the game. Welcome to East Los Angeles College Huskies basketball. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. What's poppin', man? Welcome to TV Concierge, a podcast on TheRinger.com that helps you navigate the vast streaming landscape. I read that off of the prompter. Thank you, Stephen. If you don't know this voice, this is Logan Stephen. Murdoch. And I... <laughs> and I am, <laughs> and I am here with Shay Serrano. It's like if Drew Down and Pimp C did a podcast about television. This is literally what this would be about. <laughs> Shay, what's popping, bro? How are you, sir? Logan, I am good, man. I am good. I am good. Thundercat won a Grammy, so I'm happy. How are you doing? Thundercat is so good. Did you did you so listen good. to the Chop Not Slop version of Drag Tape? I did. I did. I listened to. Um, Come on, it's perfect. I listened to them changes all the time on that one. Shout out to all my people in Texas, man, with the chop not slap, all of that movement, bro. I love their Don Tolliver. I mean, this is really off the rails right now, but shout out That's to the you know, chop, chop stars, baby. Shout out to the so, chop stars. So good. The air, the air appearance to DJ Screw. We're here on TV Concierge to talk about the <laughs> last chance you, the East LA College with. So um, good. It was it was such a it was really good. I binge watched it this weekend. I watched like six episodes in one day. I was mm-hmm. exhausted after I watched it, but it was a mm-hmm. really good watch. It was a solid mm-hmm. watch. I wouldn't say it was the best, but it was definitely better than some seasons. What was your takeaway? Were, uh, this was is it? my this is my favorite last chance you season that we've had. Is like, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who which one is your favorite? It's the problematic white guy. That's your favorite, isn't it? Is that which, guy? Which pro- which problematic white guy? There's a couple problematic white guys. The tall cussing one. I don't remember his name. The tall cussing problematic white guy. Um, that's yeah. like every season. But are you talking about the blue team? Was that the blue team that was in like Kansas or something? That guy was for sure. I got a lot of like the one that was from LA but moved to like Kansas. Yeah, that yeah, guy yeah, yeah, was yeah. the that was a little weird. I can't lie. So I'm happy to see a black coach. Um, so yeah, I think this was as far as coaching, um, this was probably the best one. This is my favorite season that they've had. I was so excited. I mean, obviously, I love basketball more than I love football, so that's part of it. But also, I just really the kids were great. There was no there was no like big drop off at any point of the season. You know, usually they the, so the way this this series is structured is they'll highlight a different person for each episode. For the most part, there's like here's the main character. We're gonna sort of 
bounce around them. And there was at no point during that where there was one person who I was less interested in learning about. It was great. All Every single time they teed up an episode, I was excited to, to learn about it. Um, the coach, as you mentioned, was just good energy. Coach Joe Mosley. Coach Mose. Got to be with Mose or you got to get out. Like just good, just it was so great to not watch a guy just cussing at a bunch of children for eight hours or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like he was digging yeah. them up, but he was digging them up in a way where it was clear that this was not a job that he had taken to get to another spot. This was a job that Coach Mose took because that's where God placed him. And I was all for it. I'm like, yeah, hey, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Which was what's what's great about this, I have a great appreciation for coaches who curse you out without saying curse words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? He dropped one end bomb the whole season that he that's when you knew he was really frustrated. But other than that, like he was saying freaking and he was saying mother freak. Like I was yeah. like, that shows great restraint as a coach. And you don't even realize it. I didn't realize it until they make that a point of of one of the like parts of the episode. They talk specifically about that. And then it's great to watch him out there like oh, that's a strong, that's a strong rascal or what, like doing whatever. And then they cut to Deshaun, who was my favorite player of the whole season. They cut to Deshaun on the sideline commenting on it. And he's like making jokes like, oh, that's a cold sucker. Right. Like it just, it was great. It was like all, like, I just loved all of the people involved. Shay, who was your favorite character on the show? Deshaun is my number one. I just, okay. I, I just, I just really love, um, I think it's because I'm a dad. Because this has definitely been something that's changed in my life. But I love to watch um, a, a person who has decided that they are going to just get done what needs to be done. He was so smart. He was so uh, mature. The way that he talked about stuff lets you know that he had lived through some like very, uh, very difficult times that made him reflect on himself as a person. Because he talked specifically about some of the things and it'd be like, man, this was very difficult for me. Um I, this was like the worst time of my life. I was like this. I was like, just the way that he that he addressed all of the situations made me care a great deal about him. I just that was my favorite guy. That was not yours, was it? It, it was my favorite guy was Coach Mosley. Man, it was it was Coach Mosley because Moses great. He's a, he was a he he teaches spin class during the day, right? Mm-hmm. He comes into his office with the little headset on the twenty four hour fitness headset. That you see every time you go into the gym. Yeah. Came through with that. And he, the fact that he didn't curse <clears throat> the whole season shows mm-hmm. how great of a man he is because he was going through some real stuff. He was going through some real stuff with the with this coach. The thing that I really appreciated about the coach and also by extension the rest of the series was they did a great job of manifesting suspense when suspense really wasn't there, right? They're up 25 points, and I think it's a nail biter. I think that they're gonna. It's gonna go down to the wire. I go look at the uh, the scoreboard. They are up seventy five points in a game, and and I and I think they did a really good job of keeping things in perspective because I thought that they lost every single time. I I, I thought that was fascinating. Well, how did you feel about Joe Joe Hampton? <sighs> Joe Hampton. I was waiting to the end to talk about this, but let's get to it right now. Let's get into Joe it. Ham- I have, uh, this is supposed to be 15 minutes. We're going to be out here for 45 minutes. I'm just going to tell you right now because I have a ton of questions. Steve, do what you got to do. This is going to be a special edition. This is going to be an hour and a half episode. Get on that one. Um, how I feel about Joe Hampton. We all have Joe Hamptons in our in our lives, especially you know when we're in uh, community college and um, just 
someone who hasn't been able to figure it out, but really means well, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I kept going back and forth on whether I liked him or not. I think ultimately I ended up liking him, but he quit on his team like 87 times. <laughs> like, like every game he quit on his team, every mm-hmm. single game. And everybody's trying to convince me that he's a great teammate, that he is great for the team. He's always showing high fives. I never saw that in this in this in this whole series. I just saw him saying that. Really, I saw him say, "Sub me out." I hate this. I saw him walk out (laughs) of practice every week. I saw him leave for three or four days on end, and and he quit in front of D one coaches. I wasn't. I, I, I I'm. I was. Very conflicted because I know, like, yo, he's it's gotten a lot for him to get to this point. And I can't imagine being at the top of your game from a high school perspective, playing against Ben Simmons, playing with Dwayne Bacon, and then it not working out for you. And you find yourself in Los Angeles after getting in trouble and trying to even get to this point is a step. But man, there was a lot of immaturity in that and 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 Joe. And I hope that he finds peace, man, because he's gone through a lot. You know, I, I just think that, you know, he's gone through a lot. And I think that's why I like him. But I I would not have wanted to, based on what I saw, I probably wouldn't have wanted to be his teammate. If he's gonna, if he's gonna quit every single time and leave and I don't know when he's gonna come back, I'd be very frustrated with him. What do you think? Maybe. I feel like when the season started, I and they, they start with a going through his episode, I thought, okay, this is going to be the guy that they're going to set up as like, this, 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 this guy's ruining it and you're not going to like this person. I thought that's what it was. But by, you know, three or four episodes in, I could feel it turning the opposite way, especially when they went through, through his history and you learn like, this is the thing I learned as a, as a teacher. Anytime you have a kid who shows up and the kid is just wilding out for whatever reason, there's a reason they're doing that. And it's not because of you. It's because of some other stuff that has happened up to that point. And that's all I could see whenever I watched, whenever I watched Joe have a hard time, I feel like this, the reason he is doing this is because of all of this other stuff that has happened. And it made me like him more. I thought the best, the best part for him. And one of the best moments of the whole season is when they tee up, they tee up uh, coach Ken in the, in the wheelchair. I love coach. Actually, I, I want to just make an amendment. Coach Ken is my favorite character in this whole thing. That's a, the, that's, a, that's a great pick. Because they, they save him, right, until you get like, close to the end, in of this, end of the season. For like, for like eight straight up, I'm like, why is he in a wheelchair? Come on, explain right, right. why he's in a wheelchair. So they, so they like tee up the Coach Ken thing, and they're like, Coach Ken is invaluable to the program. He really knows how to talk to the kids, this and that. And this is the thing that you see people do all the time. And they're like, oh, this, this person knows how to get through to somebody. And you're like, yeah, okay. That just it's means it's always this person, an OG in a wheelchair, though. It's always an OG in a wheelchair. It just means this person doesn't like have a, a real role. And you're just saying that to be nice. But then they say that about Coach Ken. And then we watch it happen. We finally get to see it happen in real time. Joe. Uh, he gets frustrated. He decides he's leaving. He walks out. He goes to the locker room. He's like, stop filming me. He's put, he's putting his regular clothes back on. They take Coach Ken back there. We follow along. We watch Coach Ken talk Joe Hampton back into his uniform. Like, and just in the in the middle of nothing, he's just like celebrating Joe and like telling him he understands, being very empathetic. He j- it just felt genuine the way he was talking to him. This guy cares about this person and he cares about him for a reason. He's talking to him. Joe, without even realizing, or maybe he does realize it, he just like takes his regular clothes back off, starts putting his stuff back on. 
And, and, and Coach Ken is like, come on, let's go back out there. And then Joe's like, all right, cool. And then he tells him, hold that door for me. And he comes out. And then Joe grabs a, the chair and like, you, that's the last thing we see. And you're like, I fucking love this guy. I love Joe Hampton. I love this whole cast. Man, it was so much, it was so much fun to watch this whole season. We're going to spoil a bunch of stuff right now. So if you have not watched it, turn, turn it off because you need to watch it without having anything spoiled. So you have three seconds to do that. Uh, and now we're going to talk about the ending because, goddamn. Wait, okay. So before we get to that, I would love your perspective on teaching Joe is very like being a teacher as you see a former teacher watching Joe is really interesting. Before we get to the ending, at what point do you see Joe when you're like, okay, I have to help this kid and I'm not going to give up on this kid? What kind of mindset do you have to have? Because you know he's going to keep messing up. You know he's going to. He's going to keep messing up. He's going to disappoint you a lot. What keeps you there like Coach Mose? Well, because Coach Mose went into it knowing that that's what he was going to have to do. There's never going to be a spot where, where, where you just totally fix somebody or like alleviate all of their problems because that's not, that's not what you're there to do. You're not there to do that. You're just there to make this person feel like you like having them around and you appreciate what they're able to contribute to whatever it is that they're contributing to. So when I imagine Coach Mose went into it and he knew for the entirety of this season, this will be part of my job is handling the Joe Hampton blowups. And then we saw it at the end. Joe is very sincere about it. He was like, man, thank you for not giving up on me. All, that's all I needed was for somebody to not give up on me. When he said that, like, that's what you do it for, for that did one you shed, moment Did you right shed there. some thug tears? Did you shed some thug tears? Listen, I didn't cry on that part. I usually don't cry when I'm watching a lot of TV stuff. And like, not like actual tear will come out. I get, my eyes get watery all the time, sure. Like if, if there's a, like a, a long hug, my, my eyes will get watery. But when, when they had the Deshaun episode and he was walking us through all the stuff that happened with his mother... And he gets to the part about, you know, there's a thousand six foot two basketball players and I have to be perfect just to even be seen or whatever. We're doing that whole thing. Like I like uh, three or four actual tears came out of my eyes watching that. And then especially we got the big payoff when we see him take over the game and he gets the, you know, the he gets that great steal and the layup. And then later on in the season when they have the big comeback and he, he does the big celebration. I'm like, God, dog, I just got me. You know me. my favorite me. thing about coaching and, and basketball and sports in general is, construct, is, is constructive shit talking, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a lot of that with Deshaun. You get a mm -hmm. lot of that with him yelling at the refs and yelling at his coaches and the coaches yelling back. And it's still love afterwards. I really yes. respect that. And where there was a lot of times for coaches that would be insecure to say, oh, I'm kicking Deshaun off the team. No, mm -hmm. you don't do that. You need that edge. You need that edge, and you need, um, you know, as long as there's respect, you need that edge. And I like that from Deshaun, man. I, he was he was one of my favorite characters. He was a G. He was a G. And I had a fun time watching him. Now you now you did bring this up about COVID and the ending, right? Mm -hmm. It seemed like I don't know about for you, but for me, the whole season of Last Chance You was literally, it felt like a countdown to COVID, right? Like they're having all the great times and then you see January go and then you're like, oh, they don't know this, but COVID's about to hit, right? February comes. They don't quite know this yet, but COVID's about to hit. Even when March comes around, 
it seems like, okay, it, it, it made me relive a lot of the things in my life right before COVID hit. How did that make you feel as you were um, as you were watching this? Watching this Listen, um, I was so far in on the show because I did like you. As soon as I started it, I started it late one night and I was like, I got to finish this. The next, I watched the, I watched seven of the eight episodes or whatever it was, the last seven, all in one day. I just like, I needed to see it. So I was so far in and I was so invested in the playoffs because they're doing the playoff tick down, the, the tick down counter thing. I was so into it that I didn't even, that this was going to be ended early because of COVID was not something I even thought about until, until they give you the one shot where you see the hallway and there's a hand sanitizer right there. And that's when I was like, oh shit. Oh, I forgot about this. And then they do like, like in a Shaun of the Dead style, where in the background on the TV, you see the, the like a coronavirus update. And you're like, oh, they're in that world, right? Like I had no idea what I was doing. I'm gonna tell you exactly what happened because I started watching the last few episodes Laramie joined me and I'm going and this always happens where it's like, they're, they're saying, okay, we have to win five games to win the state championship. And I'm like, okay, cool. What episode are we on? Oh, we're on episode seven. There's no way they can cover five games in, in these last two episodes, which means they're going to lose at some point in the playoffs. So they tee up and the, the, the second to last episode is when we get the first playoff game and they're losing big. And then the next one starts and they come back and they win. And you're like, they figured it out. They snapped it all together here. Because the one the one worry you have watching this team is that they're going to implode. Deshaun and Joe are going to get into a big fight and it's going to drag everybody else down or whatever. But they get down early in that playoff game. They're losing. They should lose, but they go on the, the 9-0 run or whatever it was to start the second half and they end up winning. And you're like, oh, they like each other now. This is what's supposed to happen. We're going to win it. And then you realize, oh, there's no way we're going to get through the rest of these games in time. I thought they were going to lose. I wasn't even thinking about coronavirus. And then it happened. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. For for seven hours, I was able to completely forget about coronavirus. And then it jumps back up into like into my TV. I was so fucking mad about it. I was so disappointed. I was so sad for the kids, for coach. Yeah. For Like, come on, come on. Can't, we can't get a break. I mean, the, 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 the last scene in the bus. When Coach Rob runs into Coach Mosley, when Mosley's coming on the bus, and Mose is trying to keep it together, and then he just breaks apart when he mm -hmm. sees the team. He can't mm -hmm. even wait to tell the team that it's over. He tells the coaches first, like, we can't, it's over, it's over. Yeah. And, then, and then Coach Rob, who is also probably one of the most underrated characters on this show, to be honest. He's probably one of the, he he's great. great. And then he delivers the news, and then it winds up being one last powwow at the end. It was a great sobering ending to that whole thing, right? Because they start going down memory lane, right? And it was during this time in COVID where you know that it's there, but we're not fully in like the, you know, the the uh, the new the new restrictions aren't in place yet. It's just in, we're just in the abyss right now. It's like this purgatory where the, you know you don't know if like how to even test for COVID or if you can get it, um, but you just know everything is canceled. And they're talking and they're going one down memory lane. And then I just started getting a little sad because these guys felt like the forgotten athletes, right? Because D1 college is going to figure this out. Yeah, they canceled, but they're going to figure this out. They're going to continue to play. And then you see at the end, community college, they're not going to play for the next season. And that's a lot of guys who have to who have their sophomore season put on hold and a lot of their futures put on hold 
because, and this is supposed to be their second chance. So it got really sad towards the end, um, you know, with the community college aspect of it. And a lot of these guys also with recruiting, they don't get to see coaches, man. They don't get mm -hmm. to see, they have to Zoom people. They don't have to take visits. It was really rough to end, but it was crazy to see how that powwow was where they were like, yeah, man, this was the best team I ever had. It was like a movie, Shay. It was literally like a movie, like a Disney movie or something. It yeah, was they're all just in the locker room crying with each other. I don't know who they were going to play in those last couple of games. San Francisco or whatever is who they were headed San Francisco toward. City, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, we we're just going to declare they're state champions. I don't care what anybody else says. Nobody was beating that team. Nobody, Nobody was getting on the, on the court. They finally started to like each other, Shay. They finally started to like each other. Oh, I, I want to. It was great. I didn't think I was gonna like it, you know. And I, wait, why didn't you think you were gonna like it? I didn't think I was gonna like it because I'll be real with you. And this is an overarching thing that I feel about Last Chance. You, it gets a bit redundant, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, the same kind of characters exist in a different space, right? And it was starting to get stale for me. And then I, I, I came into it with that mindset. And then as soon as I kept going and gradually going into new episodes, it started. To, I started to fall back in love again. Can I tell you something? That's sort of the point of the show, Logan. That's sort of the point of the show is that these same characters exist in this world in perpetuity. And there's nothing that can be done about it outside of the occasional one, one or two people escapes like that like it's supposed to be here's a bad situation and here's us just trying to make the best of it here are the good people in it you know what i like the most about the uh the football versions of last chance you is there was always in a, in in each of the seasons there was always a couple of teachers involved who just were doing everything they could to help the kid they just love these these kids they love these players they love their students and that to me is like oh that's the good part of the show watching them away from like away from the field or away from the games or whatever. I thought the best, like the overall best episode, the best I felt at any point was when they went on the little retreat together, the camping trip. Oh, in the woods. And yes. And they're all just hanging out and they're doing a fucking, they're doing a puzzle. And then they have their, they have their like debate class thing or their, their debate activity and they're all playing. And then they finally get to, to pretend to be coach Mose. And they all are just, everybody just felt great and good. Like that's what, that's what we're looking for here. Those little, those little moments there. It's not a coincidence that they had their biggest win of the season a few weeks after that. Yeah. That's when they bonded. That's the, yeah. it, it was, it was great, man. And we need to make some t-shirts, man, about for, for, uh, for this school, man. The they want to stay champions. They want to stay champs. I will wear one, bro. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing, man? That's like the second ag most egregious, like, non-title winning team. It's like the the women's Oregon Ducks and then the 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 East LA team. That sounds right. right. We're gonna get. We're gonna give the Sabrina UNESCO Oregon Ducks the national championship. You didn't get. Right, they didn't, they weren't it. allowed to finish the job, but they would have won it anyway. So exactly. there you go. All right. Thanks for listening. You can find me Logan Murdoch every Monday and Thursday on The Real Ones Podcast. Where can we find you, Shay Serrano? Um, I'm also, I'm the new co-host of The Real Ones Podcast. So you can find me on Mondays and Thursdays on that show with Raja Bell and Logan Murdoch. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, we will see you guys later this week for more TV Concierge.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.